Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Many people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody else who might be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, buddy, pal, bestie, friend, buddy, BFF, whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. You doing okay? I'm great. Man, like I don't want to start the show off with me doing something stupid, but I did something stupid. This is my shocked face. Yes, I know. You know what it wait, looks like? Wait, what's the knife? How many stitches? <laughs> no stitches. No you knives know, in the leg? Do you know what the difference between your shocked face and your regular face is? Not much. Nothing. No, it's yeah. It's fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> so my dad comes over. Like, I, I can weld a little bit. Like, I'm not great, but like, it'll hold, right? Right. He comes, he, he's such a douche. I, I probably shouldn't have said that. He listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> His truck gets turned down for inspection, right? No big deal. The guy orders, or something. he orders a muffler, like mufflers out. It's got a hole in it. It's what yeah. they tell him. And they, I mean, it's tiny, right? It's BS. I tell him, take it to Grand Valley muffler. No, he goes yeah. on rock auto, orders a muffler, right? He brings it over, cut the thing out. We're getting in there. We're welding it. And like, I don't know if my brain just shuts off sometimes or what, but I'm sitting there welding that thing and I'm literally laying on my back. Like looking right, like it's right here. Got my helmet on. No one can see what I'm talking about. Let's show it on YouTube. Maybe some of you fuckers should. I'm welding that thing. Well, slag is like dripping all over me, right? right. Dude, burns a hole in my jeans right on the head. Oh. Dude, <laughs> right on that. This was like, I had, I've been kind of saving this story because I didn't want to feel like a huge, dude, it hurt. It hurt so bad. I've got to literally have a black dot where the sun don't shine. Like right, like it's. Like, it looks like a black mole of death. Like, it burnt the shit out of me, man. Went through jeans, and not regular jeans, I'm talking Carhartt. Thick denim. Boxers. Burned the head of my dick. Well, I just texted your wife. She knows. I yeah. told her. Well, She's I like, said, what happened? I said, apparently you need to kiss David's <laughs> boo-boo. <laughs> Dude, it hurt. Like, it, like, it hurt. I bet. Like, you know when you get a... Like when you get a real bad burn, like it cauterizes almost and it doesn't hurt. Dude, real I've bad. caught it in a zipper before. I know how much <laughs> it hurts. There's a lot of nerve endings down there. Dude, it hurt. It still hurts. And what's crazy is like you can pinch your elbow now, with a hurt. pair of pliers and not even feel it. But no. you so much as you blow on that thing sideways and it's cold out, you're in pain. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, like, and I'm I have a welding coat and it's long. And like I don't put it on. Like when you brought your cart over, I didn't wear it. No, well, you're vertical in the house. there. Well, yeah, but still, like I know better. Right. I'm not an idiot. Well, so I, I I tell myself I'm not an idiot. So when I was lowering my lightning, I had to cut some stuff down and reweld it. Yeah, yeah. And and no offense to your welding skills, but oh, I'm not a great. I I know I I know my place. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, mean, I know my role. I'm literally cutting struts down and shortening them and no, rewelding them. You take and them to a professional. Cutting spring perches and extending <laughs> yeah. them and and you so take that shit in. <laughs> I took it to a guy in Grain Valley to have it done, and I mean this is all stainless too, and mm. so it's like 
I mean, his welds are friggin' beautiful. I'm sure they but are. I had He's this a professional. Con- I had this conscious decision of like, I feel bad that I'm not having Dave do this. Oh, I no. mean, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll trust him welding a golf cart where I sit three inches off the ground and could die. But no. my whole family sits in this no. truck. So. No, there's no way. Like, if you had asked me, I'd have been like, dude, are you sure? Yeah. Like, are you sure you want me to fucking weld this? Well, and I mean, I pull that dump trailer. That dump trailer weighs 15,000 pounds when it's yeah. like all up and loaded and everything. Yeah. And and yeah. so it's like, yeah, I probably ought to have a professional do these like, welds. I've welded some serious stuff before, like for like tying down a bobcat and stuff right. like that. And none of those have ever broke loose. Like, they're not the prettiest. Like, I would be confident if it was my own truck, but, mm-hmm. like, someone else's, there's no way. I'd have yeah. been like, Mitch, dude, buddy, like... Well, this is the rear suspension, so, yeah, like, you like, lose uh, a rear spring, like, on the highway. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard to recover from that. fucking call somebody that knows what they're doing, man, <laughs> right. you know? But, uh, right. but anyways, yeah, so, burnt my PP. That burnt, was fun. Burnt my PP. That was fun. A lot of fun. Uh, so, uh... Just do dumb things sometimes, man. We had a lot of fun it. Sunday night here in Kansas City. Are you talking about the Chiefs? I'm talking about the Super Bowl... Kicking everyone's ass, taking number, names. Number five, eight, two in a row. <laughs> well, it's funny it was five, eight for Derek Thomas. I know, I know. Too. I didn't even realize that until like halfway through. I was like, oh, shit. Did you know that the Super Bowl was played on the anniversary of his death? I thought the anniversary of his death was Friday. Well, okay. Maybe it was Red Friday then that was the anniversary. I think it was Friday. Okay. I, I knew it was, it was real close. Austin, so. look up when Derek Thomas died. Yeah. Please. Um, I think it was... You may be right. I think it was. I thought I mean, it was Friday. It was that weekend. I know that. I thought it was Friday. So, but, but you yeah. may be right. Maybe it was. For those but that don't know, Derek Super Thomas, one of the better Chiefs players to ever grace the the team. He wore number fifty eight. We just played Super Bowl fifty eight. So yeah, he died that February eighth, two thousand. February eighth. So that would have been probably Friday. Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Friday. Um, I think died in a automobile accident coming home from the airport. Slid on the ice and rolled his. SUV. Talk about doing something stupid. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, wasn't wearing a seatbelt, got like, ejected and died. I don't want to hear all these. I hate this. This is the thing. You know, well, sometimes people wear their seatbelts and they die because they were wearing their seatbelt. Yeah. Dude, you're talking 20%. Put your fucking seatbelt on. Right. Like, we we have a computer that's, look, how big is this? Hey. An eighth of an inch by three by five that I can carry around and you tell me that you're so smart you don't have to wear a seatbelt. Stop it. Have you seen put your seatbelt on? So one of the latest interviews, you know, uh Rogan's interviewed uh Elon Musk, I think three times, maybe four times. But the latest one. Um I haven't seen the latest one. They were talking about like the most difficult part of manufacturing cars and, and Musk was saying Safety. it's it, no, it's absolutely production. Like you can design an amazing car, but to get it produced at scale is hard because you've got like 58,000 things that have to go right in a row. To get one car right. Right. Like yeah. the supply chain of the the lug nuts and the supply chain of the wheels and the supply chain gotcha. of the tires and just it all of that. It only takes one thing to bring it down. Yeah, one yeah. thing ripples and that whole thing's brought to a halt, right? Well, then they, they got talking about like what are cars mm-hmm. doing today that we never thought they would do and what are they going to do in the future? And, and somehow they got on the subject of seatbelts. And Musk was like, yeah, it's kind of crazy. In Tesla's anyway, the airbag technology is so strong. Like, we don't even care if the crash test dummies are wearing seatbelts or not. Like, when we're monitoring at the speed and, you know, which airbag fired when and how rate, the rate that they fired. Testing the airbags. Okay. When they're crash testing the cars and they're, they're, 
they're measuring, you know, how fast they inflate, how fast they deflate and all of that stuff, yeah. because that's all calculated, uh, yeah, right? Amount of impact for, per weight, all yeah. that kind of fun stuff. And, and he was like, when we're, when we're testing survivability, we really don't care if they're wearing their seatbelts or not. Like the, the side curtain airbags and everything does so well nowadays mm-hmm. that yeah. you'd almost don't need seatbelts anymore. That's not a good thing and to it, say. That's well, not a good thing to say. It's not a good thing to say. I mean, you got to be on like a 2024 model car or newer. Yeah, you don't want to say You that. know, but like he was like, that's where it's going. It's going to a point where you almost don't even need seatbelts anymore. The car's just going to take care of it for you. Well, it's like Demolition Man. When the foam, like they wreck the car in Demolition Man and the foam and the just foam fills goes, it yeah. instantly and just locks them into place. Well, so they, so they actually talked about that. They were talking about filling the car with foam. And uh, Musk said, you know, that it's a great idea and it absolutely works. The problem is you suffocate or drown before you can get out. That's like, actually really, yeah, I didn't like, think about you, it. See, that's- You survive makes, the accident, but then Musk, you die from- Yeah, as, Musk is so much smarter than me that yeah. I don't even realize you're going to suffocate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> that's good. Well, but, what, uh, they should have like a little balloon that comes out so you can breathe. Yeah. Like yeah. it creates a little pocket and then deflates and then yeah. now you have the oxygen. You never know. Open, what would they call that? Open cell phone? Dude, it's... Open cell phone, yeah. We're probably not, not too far phone. away from cars communicating with each other. Oh, they and do knowing, that now. Well, I know they do it now, but like on a wide scale, like a universal scale. Yeah. To where like my car is com- not only aware of the car in front of me, but communicating to the car in yeah. front of me. And I'm the car doing in front this of me, speed, this is what's happening, blah, blah, blah. I, yeah. You know what? Like, I think all that stuff is really cool, but I hate not being in control. And like, right. that's a problem for me. Right, right. So I don't like it. Well, what it would probably evolve into is like in some cities, you have the high occupancy vehicle lane, the HOV lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so you're only allowed to be in that lane if you have like three or more people in your car or two or more people in your well, car. We have that now. Right, right. Well, what it, what it would do, it, it would probably evolve into like you have a lane that you're only allowed to be in if you have a oh, semi-autonomous kind of car. car. And, and basically that lane goes 140 miles an hour because all the cars are talking to each other. And they're like, spacing each other out from each other and, you know, I, all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I like that. Like the two left lanes do that. And then I'm in my 68 Camaro in the slow lane where no one's at because no one has that car. And I'm doing 140 miles an hour. Like, get the fuck out of the way. Let me go, baby. The wheel falls off and take out the whole train Dude. of autonomous cars. Fuck yeah. And they're all battery you. powered. So you create a massive fire. <laughs> I'm going down in a blaze of glory when I go out. Yeah. that It's so weird. That car, I thought, like when we bought that car. I thought, man, you know, this will be just fun, like around town and stuff. And we'll, you know, just cruising it and stuff. And then we went to, I took uh, Layla to soccer in it one day. And we had to get on the highway to go down 470, you know. Mm-hmm. And I opened that motherfucker up. I mean, like opened it. I, I was flying by cars. Yeah. That thing drives better than my truck does. Yeah. Like, well, it has all new front suspension and everything on it. Dude, like it's dead straight. Yeah. No big bumps. No, like it, wow. it handles great. Like we got off the highway and I was like. I'm impressed. I, I was blown away. I was like, I cannot believe this car fucking handles like that. So, Technology from 1968. Many, many years ago, uh, Dave had a 97 Camaro, and oh, I man. had a 65 Mustang. And obviously, your Camaro was significantly faster than my Mustang, but we would still go out and cruise and go fast and oh, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, raise hell, drink and beer, throw cans at cars. Yeah, it was fun. My Mustang, the speedometer only went to 120. And it was a long panel speedometer. It first off, it wasn't a dial. First off, you never knew how fast you were going. That that needle literally would roll between ninety and one thirty right. all the time. You never knew how fast you were going. Right. And so I was telling. <laughs> I think we, it was scary as shit to ride in. <laughs> Mason and I were driving down the road and we saw thirtieth anniversary Z twenty eight. And so oh, I was like, man. Oh, Dave used to have one. And I started telling Mason stories about you and I blasting down the highway. I love that car. And I'm that like, What's great. funny is 
here I am going over 120 in my Mustang. Yeah. Like I don't, the speedometer only went to 120, but the needle's bouncing between like 110 yeah, and it was so like great. the oil light. <laughs> like you don't, you don't know how fast you're going. No. But that needle's was, just going back and, and forth and back and forth. it was dark, you could barely see it too. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so here I am Good and then the car's days. like on float mode because the suspension's not mm-hmm. designed to handle that speed. So no, you, it's just up and kind of drifting. It's just kind of about like floating down the highway. It's, which seems smooth, but it's actually sketchy. And oh, then, it's sketchy as shit. And then I look over at Dave, and Dave's just parked at 120, 130 <laughs> miles an hour next to me, just all super comfortable. <laughs> like, he can hear his radio. He has air conditioning. And meanwhile, I'm just, like, running this 65 on the ragged edge of Dude, its life. Well, and you're that, just cruising. <laughs> that, that car was great. But that that's the whole point of the classic car, though. Yeah. Because you feel yeah. everything. You feel like you're at one with the road. And that's what is... You feel like you're about ready to be one with the road. <laughs> Dude, that's the best part, though. Yeah. Like, that's why, I, like, you know I want a Ferrari, right? Yeah. I also want an old, not, I shouldn't say old, uh, a kit Cobra. Yeah. I won't, because you feel, like, that's the driving experience. Yeah. Like, that's what's fun to me. Yeah. Is the acceleration, not necessarily the top speed and the, oh, look at me. Like, when you get it, like, that Camaro, it's a dog. That yeah. thing's way slower than your Mustang was. Yeah, or, or I mean, maybe, maybe the same. Maybe probably maybe the, same. the same. But it's just not like, dude, you'd get waxed, but it's fun as shit. It's to fun drive. to drive, right? It's fun as shit. Like you get out and you smell like gasoline. You're a little dizzy. Yeah, like, kind of tingly. The, yeah, yeah, yeah you're tingly. Buzzy. If you hit a pothole, the fucking wheel will fall off. Yeah. If you have to be watching the road, it's like riding a motorcycle. Yeah. Like it's just, that's the driving experience. Yeah. I think people forget that, you know? Like well, yeah. I don't want to give old man talk. I'm only 42, but it's like... Dude, that's the fun part about driving. We had a warm day last week. I got the motorcycle out did and you? put 20 miles on it. Nice. I had Where'd to bump go? start it. <laughs> of course Battery you did. was dead, so here I am <laughs> rolling it down did. the street, <laughs> popping the clutch and humping down on it so the back tire doesn't lock up. But oh I got to go. Oh, my God. So. You could have just jumped it. Yeah. What is it? Uh, 20, what's a 22-year-old sport bike? So it's a uh, 2002 know. 954. They all fucking haul ass. Yeah. Still, but, still fun. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the, the Chiefs. <laughs> Go back to back, win Super Bowl overtime, all the things. It's an exciting game, but then it was exciting. Then I was you, you start seeing the TV bad. Oh. You, you start seeing all the stuff come out of the woodwork, and and essentially what I've come to is that people that do not understand what success is and what it takes to be successful tend to hate successful people, like. Like all the people coming out of the woodwork hating Taylor Swift because the news agencies, like the the TV channels, are putting her on TV. She ain't asking for that. Yeah. But but she is the biggest celebrity in the freaking stadium. So of course they're gonna try to grab some footage here and there and get some mileage, right? Well, it's be- no different than the eighty thousand <laughs> fans trying to take her picture when she's an arrowhead. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Yeah. Well, it's not like, it's not that they hate her. I mean, that's what they'll say. And I don't care either way, but they're just jealous. Like I'm jealous. Oh yeah. I wish I was living in a fucking suite. Yeah. You know, or not living in the suite, watching uh, the Super Bowl from a suite. Like, right. I, yeah. But 
with all with 20 of my closest friends? Are you kidding me? But what they don't realize Hello. is that hatred and that jealousy is exactly why they will never be successful. Like if you are constantly hating and on people that are more successful than you and you're constantly jealous and bitter and whether you're saying it out loud or thinking things behind your back, you will never ever see anything close to that level of success. Yeah, you should be spending your time focusing on how to get there. Right. Like, and, and it takes a little bit of a realization too. Like, I know, I, I shouldn't say this. I do not know that I will ever be worth as much money as Taylor Swift. But I have a pretty good idea that I won't be. Right. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't not try to get as far ahead as I can. Right. That doesn't mean that it's her fault I can't get there. Right. The only person's fault that I can't get there is my own. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I may not have the intellect to get there. Yeah. I'm not Bill Gates. Guess what? I'm okay with it, but that doesn't mean my effort has to lack. Right. That doesn't mean that I can just hold up on the sideline and be like, oh, I'm not going to try now because I could never get there. Dude, there are a million different levels that you can be at in life. People yep. have seemed to kind of have forgot that. Like, you don't have to be the top. You don't have to be the middle. And then there's a lot of people in the middle that don't have as much money as other people in the middle, but they're more happy. They're happier. Right. Right. There are all of these different nuances and different levels you can be at and what your level of happiness is and how much money you think you need to be like, stop. Yeah. Give, give it all your effort, give it everything you can and you can get to wherever you want. There's a saying, um, in America, uh, I can't remember what I read it on, but it was, uh, in America, you can have anything you want, but you can't have everything you want. But you can have the one thing. Yeah. Like what? But the only way you can get there is if you literally decide, I'm going to get that. Yeah. You got to make a decision. You, you got to map just, it out and you got to work towards it. Yeah. You can't just bitch and say, I can't yeah. get there and then shrug and sit on the fucking couch and watch TV and be jealous and angry and be on Facebook all day knocking everybody else down. Right. I mean, what the fuck? Dude, I, I was listening to somebody try to say that Taylor Swift is not all that special. She's not all that talented. And uh, it's her it's her managers and her lawyers that have gotten her to where she is. And without them, she'd never be there. And, and but, but you know what? Part, part of, of that might be right. Part of that is true, right? Marketing like teams are really marketing yeah, teams. Yeah, our teams are responsible for our success. However. Get on a team, bitch. If it were that easy, show me somebody else that's won that many Grammys. You can't. Because she's won the most. Yeah. Right? But so, like, like, go ahead. Sorry. you know, show me somebody else that's a billionaire. Yeah. If, if it's that easy, Dave Uram is a musician. Why aren't you a billionaire? Who knows? Didn't have the right lawyer. Yeah, didn't have the right <laughs> <laughs> If that were so true, if that was true, I'd kill myself. Right, right. Like, I, I mean, there is... There is some truth to being at the right place at the right time, but if you're not putting in the effort, when the right place and right time comes around, it ain't going to matter. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I was saying with the levels earlier about, you know, where you're going to end up and what you're doing. If you don't try, it doesn't matter. Right. It's not going to matter. If you're sitting on the couch bitching, definitely nothing's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Nothing's going to happen at that point. Yeah. And that's the... That's over my the, that's skis the, for a second. <laughs> no, no. That's the problem with people in in hating on successful people. Is it like if you spent half as much time like truly analyzing how did they get there? How did they get their start? I mean, how did they get their start? Where did they where did they make this move? What move got them here? And you know, all of those kinds of things. If they spent half that much time in that, they'd be successful. Yeah. I watched uh, mm-hmm. or I heard somebody mentioned the other day, um, they, they aren't all that big into football. 
but um, they were hosting a football party. And because um, it's fun, because it's fun, it's right? Fun, right? And it's it's there's, a there's pageantry. There's you know, yeah, it's fun. And and so um, he and this guy's builds big businesses. I mean, the guy's brilliant when it comes to business. And so after hosting this football party, he makes a post on Facebook mm-hmm. and he says, you know, I've come to the conclusion that if people knew half as much about their industry as they do their football team, there'd be a lot more millionaires in the world. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. That, that makes total sense. Like you got well, these guys that know every stat of every player yeah. and everything, and and they're doing all of that to win like a $500 fantasy football thing. And it's like, man, if you spent that much time in your industry to learn every stat of every appliance or every stat of every piece of equipment or every rule in the code or to learn a sales process and how customers operate, yeah. like yeah. you're not winning a $500 fantasy football wager. You're winning a $500,000 grand prize because yeah. that's the result for learning your industry. Yeah, and I'm not like that's 100% accurate, but I'm not going to say like, if you love doing that and it's not it's not killing you, hey, more power to you. Right. But right. at the same time, don't bitch. Yeah. Don't bitch that you're not at the top of your class or the top of your game. Yeah. That's what drives me crazy. Like I don't I don't care what people do and I want everyone to be free, do whatever the fuck you want, but then stop bitching about everyone else. Yeah. Like I don't Like for me, for instance, I'll just go come out and say it. Like when trade wins and I'm like two minutes from I've told I told Mitch this. Um, I'm letting one job go, and I'm going to focus on trade wins 100. percent Yep. That means that I'm taking not a big pay cut, maybe 2,500 bucks a month pay cut. That's my choice. Yeah. That doesn't mean that to me it's a failure, but no. for someone on the outside looking in, is like, oh well, why aren't you just focusing on making more money? Because I want to be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's like when we talk about um, me wanting Mitch to do great. I'm not bitching about it. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm rooting you on. Yeah. Like, but when you start bitching about, oh, I can't make that money. I can't do this. I can't right. do that. Blah, blah, blah. That's up to you. Yeah. It's it's 100% up to you what you want to do at that time. Well, and what's funny is you'll, so you'll see guys put in all this extra time, effort, and energy on their own time for the fantasy football shit. And they're, they're listening to fantasy football podcasts and they've got all the apps on their phone and they've got all I the stats and all the things, right? <laughs> But yeah. then, but then they'll be like, "My fucking boss doesn't pay me enough to do that." Well, whatever the task is, right? They'll yeah. they'll bitch about how their income that they don't have enough time. But then yeah. it, look at look at the amount of discipline they're applying to something that doesn't pay them. Yeah, and it's like, man, just channel your discipline to something that does pay you. Yeah, and you you solve all your problems. Yeah, and right? and how much of that time are they spending at work on that phone? Looking yeah, some at, yeah, look, yeah sometimes I mean? that. Yep. Like, and you think your boss doesn't know that? Right. And, and even if your boss doesn't know that, do you think that's not cutting into your productivity? Right. Like, like, dude, seriously. Okay. Well, I would have reached that bonus level, but I just didn't get there because I don't have the time. Well, what about the three hours you spent last week? fucking on fantasyfootballlive.com right trying to figure out or trying betting. to win that $500 yeah, or, fantasy or, football yeah, pot or trying to look through stats to try to decide what wager is going to be next yeah. you know like a first Sunday like yeah. dude let's not act like everything is someone else's fault right like you have to take we talk about it all the time you got to take responsibility for your own actions and like yep. the decisions you're making at the time like come on man yeah come on so there was an exciting thing that happened in the game that caused quite a bit of a stir. What? Um, what pops? Tra- Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Travis Kelsey got pulled out of the game for a play to rest, right? 
Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And on the play that he was out, a fumble occurred. Noah Gray missed a block. Um, should have taken the inside block instead. That was a free runner. And then, yeah, caused a fumble. Right. On Pacheco, which is and weird because Pacheco don't fall. I know, I know. But so you have all that, and then it you 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 don't hear, you don't know what was said, but you have like a one second slice of time that's been slowed down into five seconds of slow-mo video of Travis Kelsey getting in Andy Reid's face and oh, yelling yeah. at him. And they make like he kind of bumps him a little bit and and Andy Reid sidesteps and has to regain his footing. And Everybody is taking that and running with well, it, right? And and so you got all of these. Trying to bite my tongue a little bit. Go yeah, ahead. You got all of these people that already don't like Travis Kelsey. And these are the same people. They, they don't like Travis Kelsey for one reason or another. For one, maybe they just aren't Chiefs fans. For two, maybe it's because they don't like Taylor Swift and they connect Travis Kelsey to Taylor Swift. And, and it's just you know, transient property of reality. If I don't like them, I don't like them. I don't like anybody associated to them, right? Maybe they don't like Kelsey because he, you know, is endorsed by Pfizer for the vaccine stuff. Maybe they don't like Kelsey because he drinks Bud Light. Like, I don't know why they don't like him, but they already didn't like him. And then they'll make some post like, I've lost all respect for Travis Kelsey. If he's going to treat an old man this way, like this is assault. <laughs> like first, first he off. should be fined and all this stuff. And it's like, listen, you never had respect for Travis Kelsey and you've never competed at sports at a high level. You don't know what it takes to win. You don't know the level of passion and the level of commitment and the level of fire that you have to light under all of your team, including the coach to win. Yes. Um, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to choose my words carefully. People, me included, we don't know what it takes to be at that level. Right. Right. Like, like, like we don't. That being said, what was the, we talked about this yesterday with Aaron. What was the post that was traveling around in our group, in the trade wins group? Um, about yelling at your best friend to his face. Oh, yeah, I'm going to give my best friend shit to his face, but I'm rooting for him harder than anybody else behind yeah. his back. And when you're friends, and let's be honest, Travis Kelsey's been there long enough, and Andy Reid, they have a different relationship. They okay? have a, everyone, a very close everyone relationship. Everyone likes to think that they can understand everyone's... Like, I'm sure people that listen to the show real like think that me and you have a certain relationship. Right. They don't know the real they don't truth. Know. You right. know, they don't... Like, they know what they can glean off of it, right? Right. And it's the same thing. Don't pretend like you know the ins and outs of everything that's on TV or someone that you don't know personally. That is what makes me like that kind of stuff pisses me off. Like not the the game stuff. I I don't care about that. But like when people pretend that they have an idea and they know exactly what's going on yeah. and they have no clue, like that just shows your ignorance. Right. You're just ignorant. You don't know and you're just running at the mouth because you got nothing better to do. Right. This is what we talked about just a second ago. If you spent that energy on being successful, maybe you wouldn't be on fucking welfare. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't understand. You don't know their relationship, their personal relationship. When you are at that level of competition, and even I am speaking to a little bit of ignorance here, like, I would expect that to happen more. Right. Like, well, it absolutely I, happens on every team that plays at that high level. Yeah, you just, like, when you are... um. Like, I don't want to speak to veterans or because I'm not one, but I know a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I know that they have passionate, fiery 
yelling matches and discussions. Yeah. And they're on the battlefield. That happens. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend for one second I know what that's actually like. Right. It's almost the same thing. Yeah. Like you don't, it's, it's not that it's apples to apples, but it's, you don't know what you're talking about. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's when you take a group of people that are trained to do an objective and you put them in a pass fail scenario in direct physical combat against your opponent, you will have emotions running high. You will have emotions running over and everything. Yeah. And, and a lot of these people that are bitching about this, they can't even handle a flat fucking tire on the side of the road without losing their cool. Yeah. And, and here they are thinking that they, they can wager a judgment on how a professional athlete acts on the sidelines during a Super Bowl. Yeah. During what literally could be make or break a lot of guys' careers. I know right. not theirs. Those two's, they're yeah, set not theirs, stone, right. But it, the, I saw this post, uh, I think it was yesterday, but someone put on there, um, like, for all of you that are making fun of Travis or don't agree with it or whatever, I've seen you yell at your kid's yeah, soccer game. your little league games. Like, and lose your mind over yeah. something that literally doesn't matter. Right. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. Dude, my daughter plays competitive soccer, Like, and, and I'm pretty vocal on the sidelines, but it's usually just, like, I'm encouraging the girls, like, hey, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But then you'll see these dads that are just like, I mean, yeah. they're losing their minds. Yeah. Like, they are, they're yelling at the ref. I'm like, I went to a guy one time, was like, dude, you know that ref's like 10, right? Yeah. Well, he wasn't 10, he's probably 15. Like, Dude, their kids. Yep. Relax. Shoot, Danielle's got kicked out of the little league fields. But that doesn't surprise me. She's yeah. bat crap crazy. Yeah, this wasn't this wasn't for a ref though. This was oh another parent. That's an, right. Another parent was getting onto the ref too hard, and yeah. Danielle went to go shut the other parent up, and and they got into a shouting match and started f bombing yeah. each other. The only yeah. and then the person who broke up the argument was actually like the little league commissioner, <laughs> and and so. Like, you know, she got to watch the rest people, of the game from the other side of the fence. Just like to put a little bit of a bow on that, we'll move on. But like people get fiery. They're, yeah. They are. Those two men are grown adults. Yeah. They know each other. Don't pretend like you know exactly what's going on or being said. I mean, that being said, I, I think he probably did say that's why you can't take me out. I don't miss that block. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I think that's probably what was something along those lines was said. Yeah. And. You know, Andy was probably thinking, yeah, you know, he might be right. Yeah. And then they probably got back in the locker room. Or, like, they're hugging. They give the Super Bowl speech. And Andy probably went up to him and been like, don't fucking yell at me, dude. What are you doing? Right. Well, you, you know notice, what I mean? Like, they handle the that shit in-house, right? The momentum changed after that moment. Oh, yeah. The momentum totally shifted after that moment. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, um, people, people that don't know what it's like to win at a high level, passion looks a lot like aggression to people that are accustomed to losing. And yeah, you Kelsey's displaying edge. passion. And Reed understands that. Yeah. But to anybody who is accustomed to losing, anybody who's accustomed to not competing at a high level. And I'm not talking like you don't have to be in the NFL to know this. We're talking right? high level of business, what, what high I'm, level of real life. How I'm about talking that? about winning in life, period. Yeah. Right. I'm talking about, do you win every day at your job? Do you prove to your boss every day that you were the best person for the job that oh my day? God, I have a great example do, you, for do you win every, if you're a sales guy, do you win every day in sales? Yeah. Or are you one of those guys that gets a hand me sale 
and takes credit for it. And then whenever somebody doesn't buy, you're blaming the customer instead of blaming yourself. Yeah. There's, there's opportunities to win or lose at life every day. Yeah. And passion looks like aggression to those that are comfortable, those that are accustomed to losing. And, and you're going to watch, like you see this in business all the time. You get a business across town where they are crazy passionate. They are crazy passionate about winning. And all of a sudden that business starts to grow. Yeah. And then to those that are accustomed to losing, they're going to say, well, those guys are too aggressive. Their pricing is too aggressive. Their sales tax are too aggressive. They pay, their pay structure is too aggressive. Yeah. Passion looks like aggression maybe to you, those accustomed to losing. Maybe you should take some pointers from them. Yeah. Like, would you, like well, you know what? Instead of being jealous and then doing the blame game, maybe you ought to look yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we should take on some of those things. Or maybe we could make some more money. Get passionate about the process. Like too many people, too many people are passionate in the wrong areas. They're passionate for the money they make, but not passionate about what it takes to get to there. They're that passion- level. But you have to have that passion in every stage of the game. We talk about this all the time. It's not the end product. It's what you put in before you even got to the end product. Yep. Like that's what it takes. Yeah. You have to scale that son of a bitch. It's not just going to, you're not going to wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm at the top of the food chain. Right. That ain't how it works. Right. It's just not. The, uh. The, Am I what, yelling? What you have to get passionate about is the Literally. process. And if you're passionate enough about the process, the end result shows up more often than anything else. Yeah. But you have to be passionate about the process. You have to dominate the process. Shoot, there was a thing that came out that talked about the 49ers didn't even know the overtime rules. I know. And it's like the, the Chiefs were, you know, were talking like, yeah, we, we were briefed on that at the beginning of the season and preseason because of the rule change. Yeah. We were also briefed on it every when, day when leading to up to the Super Bowl. They had it every week for every playoff. They went over that in their meetings. If, and, if we win and we get the ball, we're doing this. If they get the ball, we're, we're going to go down. And if we get a touchdown, we're going to go for two. Right. They knew. They knew already before the game ever even happened. They yeah. knew the overtime scenarios if we get the ball, if we don't get the ball and everything else. In other words, they were passionate about the process. Yeah. And if they follow the process hard enough, they see the result, right? Yeah. Where like you take uh, Coach Shanahan for the 49ers. Um, he's been in three Super Bowls. He's lost all three. Yeah. He's called plays in all three. He's also been outscored like 20 to 70 or some somewhere around 20 something to 70 something in in the second half of all three of his Super Bowls. Yeah. He gets conservative in the second half. That's well, his MO. That's his MO as of right now. It, he's not passionate about the process. He's uh, passionate about the, he's, he's trying to coach for a result instead of trying to coach the process. I, I will say like, let's change it to the 49ers just for a little bit. The, I think that Shanahan's a great coach. I no, think he's a, I, you, I think he's one, he, he's great, right? He may, I mean, he's coached in three Super Bowls. Well, let's like, let's just be real. I know where I'm going to bring some perspective to this. Some points I want to make. Andy Reid coached in four NFC championships games, mm-hmm. lost three in Philly, lost in a Super Bowl. Right. Okay. His MO was game management. Couldn't figure it out. Right. Okay. He learned a lot of, this is very parodied to what we talk about in trade wins and on this show. Like, he made a ton of mistakes. You all right? Yeah. You look like you were going to throw up there for a no, second. <laughs> yeah, carbonated like drink. Like he, like he made a lot of mistakes and learned a lot of very hard lessons. Mm-hmm. And what did that do? That taught him how to win now. Yeah. 20 years later, yeah. it's taught him how to win. Mike Shanahan has been in three Super Bowls with two shitty fucking quarterbacks. I shouldn't say shitty. 
I think Purdy might be the real deal. Yeah. Garoppolo was shit. Okay. Purdy is absolutely the real I deal. I think he might I'm be I'm excited re- to watch him. I think he might be the real deal. But I, I mean I'm that glad being he's not said, in our division. But, yeah, no shit. <laughs> or our yeah, our conference. Yeah. Um I mean that being said, he's learning lessons right now that could put him on the same um platform that Andy Reid is 20 years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing that says the lessons he's learning now make him less of a coach. Right. We talk about it in business. You're going to fuck shit up. You yeah. are going to screw up and you're going to lose some serious money. Mitch Smedley every year in marketing for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why we have to keep having this talk every February. Because you only count the losses. You don't count the wins. <laughs> you only count the losses. not the But you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like he just, he's learning right now. That doesn't mean he's a bad coach. That right. doesn't mean that they, to be honest, I think that the 49ers were better. They had a better team. They played better ball. They got outcoached mm-hmm. by two coaches, Andy Reid and Spagnola. Yep. Like they got out freaking coached. Yeah. And their game management was on. They were prepared. They knew what to do. What do we talk about in business all the time? You've got to be prepared. Be prepared and be prepared. build your process around being prepared. Be prepared before you step out on your own. Yeah. If you've already stepped out on your own, take a step back, get prepared before you take off like a bat out of hell. Right. Like, and that is the secret to success. Being prepared, knowing where you're at, learning from your mistakes. Yeah. And that was like on Sunday, that was key. You could tell it. Yeah. You could tell it. Like you could see after, um, after they kicked that field goal, like they kept showing the 49ers sideline and they were like all hung down towels over that. They knew. Yeah. They were like, dude. Unless a miracle happens, this son of a bitch Mahomes is going to come down here and we're going to lose this Super Bowl. Well, what would have been funny, is because the 49ers didn't understand the, the playoff rules or the, the overtime rules in the Super Bowl, what would have been funny is if they scored a touchdown. And they all run out on the field. And they all run out on the field <laughs> and celebrate. <laughs> there would have been so many That'd have been hilarious. unsportsmanlike conduct penalties for celebration. They, would, they can only call one. Though. Well, I know. But there would have been so many. And then they would have had to like... Kick the extra point as a 55-yarder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like a 55-yard extra point attempt. Yeah, yeah. Know? I just... So... It's it's just weird. Like, I... It's it's so weird, the parity between all sports... Right. ...in business and life and, you know, how all that stuff fits together and everything. We talk about... We, it seems like we talk about the same stuff all the time, but it's true. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it's, it's what dictates our lives. It's what dictates our business structure. Yep. Well, and, and so another thing that you can notice when you're doing this, you can learn a little bit about your friends group. So you check in with social media throughout the game. Oh, I don't do that when I'm watching the game, but go yeah. ahead. Well, I do. I hate it. I don't, I don't want to see it. I'm trying I, to enjoy myself. I use social media to learn how people think. Like, I'm not a consumer of the content. I'm more like I'm consuming. You are, but in a different way. I, I'm consuming it, but I'm not enjoying it. Like, I'm learning how individuals think a, and operate. You see it as a job. Yeah. 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 It's, and, it's homework. And you. so here I am scrolling through social media and we're down by 10 and we fumble again, you know, all this stuff through a pick and, yeah. and throw a pick and, and everything else. And, and you're watching all these people. Chiefs are done. Stick a fork in them. Rebuilding year and all this stuff. Rebuilding right. Rebuilding year. You're in the Super you're Bowl. You're in the fucking Stop. Super Bowl. Right. Stop. You have the but, youngest defense in the league. Stop. <laughs> but the immediate judgment I make when I see that is I would never hire that person. Not once. Not ever. Here they are in the national championship and they're already given up. Keep in mind, prior to that day, we've won two Super Bowls and both Super Bowls we came back from a 10-point deficit to win. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that. And here they are. Here we are 10 points down. We got time left. 
And and we got guys saying, stick a fork in them. They're done. That was a good year. Taylor Swift didn't win in the Super Bowl. And they're just doing all the ter- stereotypical bullshit. And it's like right there, right there tells me everything I need to know about this guy. I would never, ever hire that guy and bring him into my organization. If, if we're backs against the walls, 10 points down, you know, a quarter and a half left to go. And this guy's already wanting to give up as a fan. Like, fuck that, you know? And, and granted that guy's probably never going to apply for my company anyway. No, but I get, I I get what you're saying. you, You get a good snapshot into how people operate. Right. And then it's like, well, no wonder you're where you're at. No wonder you've got the problems that you do. You give, when the going gets tough, you give up. And that's, that's the only time you truly fail is when the going gets tough and you quit, you have failed. Now, when the going gets tough and you stick it out and you lose, it's a lesson. You just lost. That's all. Yeah. Your life's not over. People like to, people like to wait, put so much weight on losing or fail. I I should say failing, not losing. Right. Like when something doesn't go your way, it's like, they just want to like burn everything to the ground. Like just... Dude, move on. Right. Take your lesson and move on. We talked about this a few weeks ago when I was talk, talking to you about some personal stuff. Like, dude, it's just, I got to burn this. I got to let yeah. it go and just like- Cut your losses and what move did on. I, I can't remember what I said. I think I might've said, I just got to cut my losses, learn my lesson and move on. Right. You know, like right. you're not going to win every time. Right. Like it's it's almost impossible for, I want to say the average Joe, the regular guy, whoever- to win all the time. Right. It's almost impossible. You're going to fail. Yeah. Move the freak on, man. Uh, I got a curveball for you. Okay, give it to me. I love curveballs. So they played the Black National Anthem before the start of the game. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, there is First off, before you go any further, there is no Black National Anthem. There is no White National Anthem. There's the National Anthem. Thank you. You're welcome. I will agree with that but 100%. I thought she did a great job. It was a good song. Yeah. Well, so I don't care. We we have a national okay. anthem, and we have standards around what you're supposed to do with the national anthem. Please rise and remove your hats for the national anthem. They announce it before every NFL game, right? Dude, my daughter. So like we teach her right, right? Right. She will at the house. We will. She'll make us all stand up. Yeah, yeah. We stand, stand up, up at the house. Heart. Yep. Yeah. There's yep. three people in the house. No one knows. Yep. Dad. Dad. This is what we do. Okay. Yep. How we do? Like, yep. You know that's just. That's how we've raised her, and now it's biting me in the ass. Yeah. I got to stand so, up when I'm home on the couch. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if we need another national anthem. I, to no, me, we have one fucking national anthem. That's to it. To me, having a white national anthem and a like it, That's segregation. If, yeah, if, you, if you're insinuating it's a black national anthem, then, then you're insinuating then the other one's a white. you're insinuating the other one's a white one. Now, yeah. they don't say that, and I'm probably going to get flamed up for even mentioning it. However, it's like BET. Right, black entertainment television. Yeah, if we had a wet channel, everybody would be, you know what? Right. That was probably the wrong choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> we do. It's called OnlyFans. But, like, that, those are the wrong words. But yeah, yeah like if, if I came out and started a white entertainment television, yeah, I'd be castrated. Right. Like in the street, in front of people. Right. Like, and and so if you, if you play the game, like how would this look like if it were reversed, right? And, and ultimately, that's what, by, by coming out with a black national anthem, they're trying to insinuate that the other one is a white national anthem. It's not. It's the national anthem. Yeah, it's the right? national anthem. And, um, and it's got heritage, and it's got history, and it's got, like, it's been our national anthem through times where we're proud of our country, and it's been our national anthem through times where we aren't all that proud of our country. Yeah, it's still our national it's anthem. It's still the national anthem, yeah. right? 
I've been with my wife through times where I'm proud of her. And I've been with my wife through times where I'm not all that proud of her, but I'm not going to go get like a different wife and be like, Oh, this is my old wife. And this is my semi new wife. And I run them both for whatever is going to benefit me at the time. Like no comment. (laughs) But, But what I'm saying is, is, our, our history becomes our makeup. Our history becomes who we are. And the moment we try to like banish our history, we're trying to banish part of like what made us into who we are today. And so we have this black national anthem and I don't, I don't know if I agree with it or disagree with it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on it, but at the same time, it seems pretty divisive. I will say this. I uh, I will say this. Not to interrupt you, but like they don't they don't say that at the beginning, right? You know what I mean. So I'm not gonna like. That's why I don't like. So Post Malone did America the Beautiful too. Yeah. Like damn good performance of that. By yeah, the way, it was good. I like Post Malone. He's yeah. I think he's extremely talented. Gosh, he is. But I mean, but that doesn't mean that that was the like. That doesn't mean we have a national anthem a black national anthem and then a white national anthem is American. You know what I mean? Like right. they're just like, to me, I view them as songs. And I think a lot of people, um, I'd say maybe 15% of the population is like, no, there's a black nat. You know what I mean? Right. 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 Like, right, right. I think a lot of times you see things on social media. They're like, Oh, they're like, it's intentionally trying to drive a wedge. Like they don't say that on the broadcast. And they, but they say the national anthem for the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna say that it's bad, it's good, it's like I, I don't mind it, but well, let's just not. What does make me mad is when they say this is the black national anthem because that's just not true. But they didn't say that on the broadcast. They didn't say it on the broadcast. However, don't. That's why I hate social media. I know where you're going with this. I hate it. It drives me insane. So we've got Steve Cohen who is a Democrat from Tennessee. I don't know who Steve Cohen is. You know who Steve Cohen is in my world? A nobody. A nobody, right? A nobody. So I don't care what he says. So he jumps all on Twitter and is trying to uh, scorn all those in attendance to the Super Bowl because they did not stand for the Black National Anthem. Well, you don't have to. Right. And that's what I mean by Steve Cohen is not a person and I don't care what he says. Right. And then also keep in mind, this is the same guy who is standing up for people kneeling during the national anthem. Can't do that. In my right? book, you're a piece of shit. So this is the same thing that when people say, I'm going to burn a cop car and I have cop cars on my burning on my Facebook and I'm, I'm against everything that's, you know, with law and like you, you mean less to me than a fly. Right. Like you're a piece of shit. Well, like that's just what that is. I guess what I'm saying is that is how divisive our, leaders can be oh it's awful right the the news broadcast didn't say please rise for the black national anthem no right they did for the national anthem because that's what it should because be. that's the rule yeah right um so and, and nobody and, was instructed to rise and, just, and even if they were instructed to they probably wouldn't just because it's like wait whoa hold on we have two national anthems now no we have one right we have one right and but then You've got somebody chastising everybody for not rising. And this is the same guy who's saying, well, it's okay to kneel for the other one. Yeah. If it's what you believe. Well, okay. It was okay for me to sit in my seat and not rise for this one because we have a national anthem. Yeah. It's, this gets back to, if you don't agree with me and you don't do what I say, then you're wrong. 
Like, regardless of what the situation is. Well, and... And that kind of shit does drive me insane. On the individual level... I've said a lot of cuss words on the show today, (laughs) Austin. I'm sorry. That's 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 an individual level. That's like, I think you're wrong, you think you're right type of thing, right? That's what that guy is saying when he posts that divisive stuff. No, because the moment you're a, a politician representing states and representing our government, you're now representing the voice of the people. Well, you think you are. Right. You think you are. And so when a politician does it, it has a a different method to it because he's saying we as a collective group are upset that people didn't rise for this. Well, you're reading into that because. Well, that's that's what a politician's job is, is to represent the people. It is, but not on Twitter with his opinions. I mean. I know people are dumb and they listen to it. I I, like. I seem to remember somebody else who. Like got banned from Twitter for his opinions. And hey, what are and we talking about? Trump was booted from Twitter. I know for his opinions because he was representing a people falsely representing a people, right? Okay, we're talking about two different things, but well, okay. But what I'm Go saying ahead. is, here we have a politician. I know that's representing a body of people, and he's doing a piss poor job of it. Yeah, but yet we allow it in other areas. Uh, you know, I I get what you're saying. My point is, I don't care what he has to say. Correct. He shouldn't be kicked off for saying what he wants. No, no, absolutely. But I don't care what he says. Right, right. It just goes farther into the division of America. Oh, it's awful. It's, I mean, you know, a house divided cannot stand. And there are people out there that are actively. Yeah. uh, Yeah, house divided might fall, right? You were really close. You're really close. What is it? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> a house divided will not stand, a I house, think is what it is. But anyway. A house divided among itself cannot, st- something like that. Ultimately, Mr. Lincoln. Ultimately, everybody knows that if we perpetuate division. Look it up, Austin. <laughs> Damn. Everybody get a new producer. <laughs> everybody knows that if we perpetuate division, we will never, ever see progress. Well, and that's what politicians do intentionally. Right. Let's be honest. On both sides of the aisle. Right. Like, that's why people hate Trump so much, I think, especially in our own government, is because he's a whistleblower and says, hey, this shit shouldn't be done. Right. Like, we shouldn't be doing these things. And so none of them have his back, even the ones that are, quote unquote, on his side. Well, and that's and that's one of the challenges we have in America is uh, people see constructive conflict as divisive action. In other words, in other words, when Trump says losers don't do loser shit. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer. And it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. That's not being divisive against losers. That's just saying you're not helping America move forward, right? Um, whenever he's saying lazy people, don't be lazy. That's not being divisive. That's being real, right? In my business, I wouldn't stand for lazy people. 
you'd never make any money. It'd never make any money. You'd That's the whole up. purpose of business. It's not my job to pay you to fucking sit around while the other guys are working. Right. Like it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work. It's a team. Yeah. Austin. What's the what's the quote, Austin? It's actually a Bible verse, Matthew 12, 25. The, the last part of it, every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm not, I, maybe, I mean, maybe Lincoln quoted it in a he probably in did. a speech too. Like I don't I yeah that's probably true. Yeah. So but but ultimately yeah you divide a house it will not stand right. So you've got speaking of divided houses you've got all of these people that have never competed at a high level and they're way too accustomed to losing day in and day out and they're taking objection to Travis Kelsey. Like I've seen so many claims of like. It's legitimate uh, assault. Like Andy Reid should press charges on Travis Kelsey. That is assault, right? Man, I miss, and, I miss the old days. And that is victim mentality. That is absolute loser bullshit. And that is why yeah. that person will forever be complaining about everything in their life. And get nowhere. Right. And, and so you have all of these people that are not accustomed to doing the hard work, making the tough calls, doing the the slopping in the shit if you're a plumber and getting zapped if you're an electrician and sitting in hot freaking attics if you're an HVAC uh, guy, right? Uh, 140. Right. You don't you don't see anybody going, "This is employee abuse. You need to give me an air conditioner up here." Motherfucker, you're putting in the air conditioner. First like, off, first the faster off, you put it in, the I've faster you get comfortable. I've said that. Right. <laughs> but but I, what I'm saying is like you I've, have so yeah. many people that are so out of touch with what it takes to get progress to get actually done. done yeah. That, that they they try to use all of the excuses, right? So they lose they have no grasp of reality. Right. Almost. Like how many people out there have screamed at their spouse in front of their children? And they're trying to say Travis Kelsey is a bad role model because he was on video with no sound screaming at his tr at his coach yeah. in the Super Bowl. We like to call that a hypocrite. Well, that's a hypocrite. It. I mean, it's, it's a blatant hypocrite. It's a hypocrite, but it's also like, wait, when was Travis Kelsey assigned as the role model of your children? No, if you don't like it, don't let him watch fucking TV. Right. It's your job as a parent. Hello. Yeah. yeah. Or. Or it's also your job as a parent to when you see that. Explain to them, hey. You go to your kids and you're like, yeah, that's a really tough scenario. And, and we don't know how we would act in that scenario. But, you know, we got to maintain our cool and we have to, you know, all of that stuff. You don't chastise Kelsey. You use it as a teachable moment for your kids, right? Oh, it's weird that you chose those words. Like my words would be like, so Layla was sick. She had 102 fever, so she didn't watch the game with us. But like I would be like, that's what we do when we're upset and we're mad. We let that shit out. Yeah. Like that's what champions do. Yeah. Right. Like she, like she knows I can hear her. I, I bring this up too much. Probably. I can hear her on the soccer field yelling at her teammates. Right. And well, then, and then when they walk to the side, they're hugging each other and high fiving and they're yeah. best little friends. Yep. But when they're out there, like you can see the competitive nature that a lot, not all of the kids have it just, you know, yep. but some of them do. Yeah. And they rally, they rally together on it. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's, and it's fact, obvious in that scenario, if yeah, somebody's not them, yelling girl. at somebody, get them. Let's go. If somebody's not yelling at somebody, that's a bad sign. That means somebody's about ready to get cut from the team. That means they don't care. That means that they've lost all hope and even yelling at you is useless. Yeah. So we're done. Right. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Tomorrow we have the Super Bowl parade here in Kansas City. I'm not going to go. Are you going? No. I've been. I've been to a couple of them. It's fun. I don't like not having cell service for six hours and being shoulder to shoulder with people that I don't know. Like, I'll enjoy it from the TV. Wow. But there'll be 800,000 to a million people at this parade. I bet. And the weather's going to be beautiful. First Low off, 60s I, and sunny. I was going to say it's going to be 60s and sunny. There's going to be one and a half. Yeah. I guarantee There's going to be a lot, right? It's going to be insane. But here's what's going to... I gonna... say we get a party bus and some cocaine, <laughs> and we go down there and we live the high life. <laughs> here's, here's what's going to happen. Kidding. I guarantee I'm not going. it. I, I got too much shit to do. You are going to see players on TV enjoying adult, adult beverages, right? They've just won the oh pinnacle of God. their... Do you remember the first year they won? Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Can you believe they were drinking beer in front of children? Yeah, there's <laughs> children there. That's not a good role model for my child, right? Yeah. Meanwhile... Your, your mom, you just watched your mom slam five margaritas at the Mexican restaurant and then barely walk out of there. Heavy right. Lisa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, heavy Lisa. And just ate. <laughs> Meanwhile, your, your dad was 12 beers deep at the Super Bowl, but yeah, yeah, Travis Kelsey slamming a beer that was thrown to him from somebody yeah. in the parade route. Yeah, that's a bad role model, right? Stop. Like, I know. You've just... chugged you've chugged <laughs> hundreds of beers in front of your kids, but yet the three that you saw Travis Kelsey do on TV, <laughs> that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. He's the one that just turned them to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to bring up something too. It's like, how long has the Travis Kelsey Andy Reed thing been going on in social media? Like it's still going on like two days later. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how long do you think that actual beef lasted? Like two seconds. There was no beef. Yeah. They go to the locker room. Hey, I'm sorry. Or they no. just dropped it. Well, no. that's what I said there earlier. There was never any beef. No, I'm with I'm with Austin. Like he yelled. Andy was probably like, man, this guy. And then he was like, done. And he knew. He mm. knew. He was like, dude, he's just fired up. And then they won. Yeah. They went inside. They hugged each other. Kelsey was like, hey, man, sorry. Like, yep. you know, they, or, he whispered that or yeah. said that to him. Or Andy Reid said, hey, dude, no big deal. Like yep. literally, it's, no, it, it's just like if Mitch and I got in a fight. Like... First off, I tried to kill Mitch one time. Like, we're not going to talk about it in detail, mm -hmm. but like, like I've punched a friend. Yeah. I've been punched by a friend. Mm -hmm. And then we drank beers later. I'm not talking about me and Mitch. But like, you get heated. You well, have passion. You are passionate about things. Things go down. You When you have a super strong relationship with someone like that, it's not a fight. Right. It's not an argument. It's a, it's a, pressure relief valve going off is right. what it really is right and then you apologize and you fucking move on with your life right like we've lost like what you were saying earlier about these people that are just you know they just they bitch they moan they cry they whine and, and i've said this on the show before like back in the day you would just literally get in a fist fight and then move on right like it's just you know uh, well i'm calling the cops while well, i'm doing this while well, i'm doing that and i'm not advocating for violence here but you know back in the day those things lasted one day right it was it was over now mm -hmm. we're bitching and moaning and dragging on something that doesn't matter for two weeks at well, and, a fucking time and what's funny Let is it go you've got all of these people and, and this is where they're doing it for for likes they're doing it for shares they're doing it for virtue signaling yeah, and all of this bullshit too. right yeah You've got all of these people that have never competed at a high level in anything regardless of its physical sports or not and all of a sudden, they, they now think they can wager an opinion on one second of life that's been slowed down to a five-second slow-mo video, and you can't even hear a word they said, right? And then in the post-game interviews, Andy Reid's like, yeah, it was no big deal. He caught me off balance. And Travis Kelsey's like, yeah, I'm not going to say what I said, but I was mic'd up, so if that comes out, then it is what it is. 
Oh, he was mic'd up? I didn't yeah, he know was that. mic'd up. Well, it's going to um, come out. He's going to say, you shouldn't probably. take me out of the fucking game. Right. That's why this he got fucking fumbled. There's probably eight F-bombs. Well, Noah Gray can't fucking block. Like, you know what I mean? That was stuff like that. I yeah. guarantee it. Well, so the last time... I can't time, wait to hear it. That'll be fucking awesome. One of the last times we played the Raiders. I think it was the last time we played the Raiders. Travis Kelsey lost his cool and threw his helmet on the sideline. Oh, smoke that helmet. <laughs> and, and the athletic trainer was picking up his helmet to give it back to Kelsey. And he's like, no, Andy don't Reed give him intercepted that it and grabbed the helmet. Yeah, he said, you're out. Benched Kelsey. Yeah, and I'm not, then he can't play. When they're walking off the field, Andy Reid goes up there and he's yelling at Kelsey. Yeah. And then Andy Reid shoulder checks Kelsey. Yeah. Right? That is the physical nature of coaching athletes in a physical sport. Mm. Yes. This isn't... This is That's how they... It's part of their communication. Right. This isn't a Fortune 500 company where you have two HR employees trying to have the most politically correct disagreement ever. I'd kill someone if I lived worked in one of those places. Right. I would, there'd be dead bodies. Right. And, and so what's I'd funny is... I'd be in jail. I, I made 100%. a social media post talking about how like Chiefs fans saw the raw passion it takes to win... Uh, Chiefs haters saw a reason the Chiefs should lose and all this stuff, right? And a couple of people, again, extremely opinionated but don't understand what it takes to compete at a high level, try challenging me on it. And some of them went so direct as to say, oh, would you tolerate that behavior in your business? If one of your plumbers screamed in your face like that, would you tolerate that? Maybe. And I'm thinking... Depends the situation. Well, maybe. However... Like if you... If you... Let's just say, scenario, you're running the excavator on a dig. And you do something wrong and risk that guy's life, or he's like, I'm gonna get my ass shit. He's gonna come over to that fucking thing and scream at you. Yeah. And if he don't, he ain't got the fucking balls to work for you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You'd almost be mad if he doesn't at that point. Yeah. Like, like you're obviously at the time you would be, dude. Hey, man, I'm sorry. And he's yelling. You're not firing him for that. No. No. Because he's fired up. Because something was at risk. Right. Something was on the line. Something was at stake. Yeah. Guess what was on the line? The Super Bowl victory. Yeah. Like stop. Right. Like that's and if people. And people that have never worked in a construction industry, like, for instance, new construction, that shit happens every day on every fucking job. Right. Like, it just is what it is. The guys are physical. They're sweating. It's hot. They're wearing tool belts. Like, it's a testosterone-fueled crazy environment. Right. It just is. Guys get mad. Yeah. Guys yell. Guys what? scream. Guys tell people they're stupid fucks. Don't do that. What like Travis it, just, it happens. What Travis Kelsey did on that sideline was the office worker equivalent of starting an email with per my last email. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Because in that office so there's good, no dude. right. Like I'm going to make that a meme. That is Before so, this show airs, you is, will see that meme that come is, out on my That is so fucking good. Per my last email, bitch. Per my last email. Put my ass in the game. But yeah. but ultimately that's what it is, right? That's like like for one, just for starters. There's 80,000 76,000 people in Allegiant Stadium. Do you think they're having a quiet conversation on the sidelines? No, they're yelling at each other. Yelling is the minimum form of conversation you can have. There's 70,000 people there screaming their heads off, right? Yeah. So so you yeah. can't, you, know, you automatically have to carve out the yelling. You kind of have to bump them. Right. You see me? Well, people actually, got to get his attention. What, I, what it looked like beat him That's more. That's an excuse, but that's good. <laughs> it, it actually looked like Andy Reid was actually not pushed i saw something say body check i'm like no it looked like he was more surprised like he didn't realize yeah. he was up that close and he read flat out said it he got caught off guard and yeah lost his balance yeah, so i saw space. this headline hey, say <laughs> do you see him at the end of the game 
Huh. He almost falls down, like just walking. he jumps on Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones <laughs> is laying down on the ground, enjoying the victory, and Andy Reid goes and jumps <laughs> on him and pancakes him, yeah. him and then Andy Reid couldn't get back up. He needed help getting back. <laughs> Did up. he turtle like, over? Yeah, his his bodyguards had to help him get up. Like uh, Andy Reid is not stable. No, he's a big dude, and he's seventy. <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah. help me up, bro. Mm. Yeah, he's he's still got some years left. Oh, dude, I think so, he's going to coach. You know what's funny is uh, Bill Belichick. How old is – look up how old Bill Belichick is. I think is. he is 76, and I think Reed is 71. That's my guess. Look look him up both there because I don't know. I think you're probably close. I am uh, close. Bill is 71. Bill oh. is 71. Reed. Let's see it. Dun, 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 dun. How old Andy Reed? Patrick Mahomes is 28. Fuck him. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Oh, wow, he's 65. 65. Oh. Okay. So you have all of these news report, and this is the bullshit part about, about news reporters, is they try to lead narratives with titles. You got all these news reporters asking when Andy Reid is going to retire. He's six years younger than Bill Belichick. Yeah. And Bill Belichick... Just retired. Just retired, yeah. right? The, the winningest coach of all time, just retired... Yeah, Andy Reid's got six more years before he's even as old as Belichick, and he like might a, and he might so, want to uh, pass him to be the best. You know, people don't understand. Sometimes, like when you're close to being the greatest of something at all time, and you think you got six years left, like you know those guys have a competitive nature anyway, and now right? they're closest. Mm. They're close to being the greatest ever. That, you think they're going to hang it up early? Hell no. But they're going to keep going. You got all these people that want them to hang it up early because they can't win Super Bowls if Andy Reid's still in well, the picture. Well, I don't want to say that. And, I, and I'm not like, I'm not saying that in a braggy, boastful way. I'm just saying, like, knock off the top dog to make it easier for everybody else. Well, people in the industry want to do it because they just want a story. Right. Like, they want the drama. They want, you know what I mean? They need something to talk about. So they yeah. that's why they ask them all the time. People in the NFL don't give a shit. No. You know? Not at all. And, and the thing about the Chiefs is, like this is, this is the Patriots. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone hated the Patriots. Yeah, I hated Grom, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, the second greatest tight end of all time right now. Yeah, like but because he was kicking our ass and we couldn't win. Well, what's funny you know? is I That's appreciate why. him on the field. I have a hard time appreciating him. Oh, he's awful. Yeah, I I just don't like. He's a horrible actor and he does all these TV commercials and it's just bad. Like, and yes, but there's and he's a probably lot of, hamming it down for that. There's a lot of bad actors, so I'm not Tom Brady. Like I'm not. Yeah, he's like, a horrible actor. I don't. I, yeah, you're right, but I don't care. You know what I mean? Cheetos commercial was that what it was? But but when, he, when they commercial. were winning, like we all hated him. We were like, dude, fuck these guys. Yeah, I'm tired of seeing them on TVs on every, every. You know, it's and the same thing. And it's that's where we same, started the show with was people. It's the hate same thing. Success. They don't hate success. They're jealous of success. Yeah. They but, don't hate it. But their jealousy quickly turns into hate. Their jealousy quickly turns into, I hate Travis Kelsey because he's dating Taylor Swift. Wait, they're hateful. Be- they, they hate because of jealousy. How about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'll agree. They, Let, let's they, just settle on that. They're, they're finding <laughs> ways. Well, they're, they're finding ways to, the, their hatred comes out in the, well, their jealousy comes out in the form of hatred is, is really what it is. Yeah. So, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yes. What? Nothing. <laughs> no, that's good. You just move right over your head. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Just roll on. Oh. Roll on, dog. Roll on. <laughs> roll no, on. It, it was just a funny argument. It's like, hey, because of jealousy. Like, no, jelly because of hate. Like, no, it's because jelly this. No, jealousy was plugged we, into hate and it, it stirred up yeah, jealousy. We've, just, we've been having the same <laughs> argument for no reason. Violent agreement. <laughs> hey, went over to Jelly's house and slept in the butt and then <laughs> Jelly's went over and. Yes. Yeah. Hate's a liquid. Exactly. But, 
But I guess what I'm saying is for all the listeners of this show, if you find yourself hating on somebody that's more successful than you, check yourself. Or use Are you it. jealous of them? Yeah. Are you envious of their success? Probably. Are you in awe of how they did it? You don't understand. And so because you don't understand, the only rational thing is they must be cheating somehow. There must be some hidden agenda. Yeah. Taylor Swift must be getting paid by the NFL to appear at all these things. Like heaven forbid two people actually like each other. Right. Oh my God. It's like not everything is 4D chess. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Not, yeah. You're right. Sure, yeah. I, yeah. I saw one thing the other day that said that the NFL is now funded by George Soros because uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are compromised by George Soros. And that, that now the NFL is seeing additional revenue because of all of this. And that's all going straight to George Soros. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, that that right there tells me that that dude, until he changes that attitude, yeah. will never – like he's gone so complex into his hatred against successful people that now he's looping in like like World Economic Forum influencers. I'm not going to say that he's wrong. Like he could be right. I just don't I care. Mean, he <laughs> well, could be he, right, but look at the mental bandwidth he's wasting yeah. on that string theory yeah. of an idea yeah. when mm -hmm. he could be bettering his family life or his business. Nah, he, dude, he's playing Xbox in his mom's basement. Oh, he's okay. busy. Yeah. He's busy. Like Halo 18 <laughs> came out. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, who knows what he's doing? Yeah, you would have to. Conspiracy theories are really debunked when you have to realize how many thousands of people would have to be coordinating on the same spreadsheet to get that sort of stuff happening. Right. It's like when people say the NFL's rigged. It's not rigged. I do believe it's influenced. I do believe there's point shaving. Yes. Especially now that there's betting. But I don't I, I don't know if it's actually you know what? That's would, a topic for another yeah, day. Don't, I don't wanna yes. like I we could go on to Yeah. I I don't wanna get into that. You don't want to get into no, it. No, I don't. I just I don't <laughs> have the I don't have the mental acuity. We'll save right. it for next football season. Okay, I don't have the mental acuity right now for there that. There we go. So Wrap right. us up, Mitch. I'm tired, man. So that wraps it up for this show. This was this had some business ties to it when it comes to success mentality. Uh, we didn't talk about tactical business stuff. If you want tactical, join Tradewinds and come to Vegas with us. Tradewinds is it's never all, too late. Tradewinds is all tactical, and yes, in Vegas, in man, I can't wait. To two go to Saturdays Vegas. from today, we could say that today and the day the air the show airs. Yeah. Uh, in two Saturdays, we'll be in Vegas pouring some massive game into our Tradewinds members. We've got a guy coming to talk about how to build sales teams mm -hmm. so that everybody on your team sells the same way and you have a consistent selling process. Uh, we've got a guy that's going to be talking about shattering limiting beliefs. This dude has a GED and he is a multi, multi-millionaire. And he did not get there by scamming anybody out of any money. He owns and has sold several legitimate businesses, uh, and they are faceless and nameless businesses. His face and his name is not connected to them in any way. And he'll probably talk about why that is. So I'm sure he will. He like he thinks I went wrong by naming my company Smedley Plumbing. Nah, um, Smedley's pretty generic. Well. When I explain to him why in our locality and everything else, he tends to more understand it. It's still a sellable company, whether it's got my name on it or not. So give you 50 bucks. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> I got tree 50. So I don't know um, if I got any cash on me. <laughs> if this show brought you value, if it made you think about things in a different way, if you think of anybody that would love to hear this show, maybe they're a Bengals fan, maybe they're a Bills fan and they just hate the Chiefs and they want to. They want to grind in on some Chiefs celebration stuff. Have no, at it. No, they don't. 
But uh, uh, feel free to share this show with anybody else who might want to hear it. Until next week, guys, we will see you later. Peace. Peace.